Dear songwriter, it's a new year, and there are probably some things you want to be a little different from last year. Or if you're listening to this and it's not around the new year, then that's fine. Same thing applies. Maybe one of your resolutions was to make more time for your songwriting or go after a particular goal related to your songwriting, or maybe that's what it was last year and it just didn't happen. So new year, new you. In this episode, I'm going to outline four songwriting habits that I'm personally trying to build in 2024, and I'm happy to say that a couple weeks into 2024 seems to be going okay. I realize there's a lot of year left, a lot can go wrong, but so far so good, and I'm also enjoying the process of building these habits. These habits include, number one, writing earlier in the day, number two, reading novels and memoirs. Number three, writing lyrics at the library. And number four, documenting my songwriting process on social media. I'm going to go into each of these, break them down, tell you what each habit entails, why I'm trying this out, and clear action steps that you can take for yourself if you want to try and build these habits with me. My name is Connor Frost. I'm a professional songwriting mentor who's helped hundreds of songwriters now to write their first collection of songs. And this is Dear Songwriter, the podcast to help you confidently write and release your music so that you can live out your most musical and creative life. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome to the show. Good to be here. So yeah, it's been a good start of the year for me. And a big reason for that is I've been successfully implementing certain habits. Now, again, I recognize only a couple weeks in and it's all about that sustained consistency. So I'm uh, not ready to celebrate yet, but I thought I would share the habits I'm trying to create for the purpose that maybe it will help you. Okay, so we're gonna dive right in. Number one is to write earlier in the day. How am I doing this? I'm trying to wake up earlier and I'm personally trying to get to sleep by 10, start winding down by eight or so, and start writing by 6.30 a.m., right? I'm not one of these 5 a.m. people, right? Doesn't need to be that crazy. These gurus telling you to wake up at 4.30. I'm aiming for 6.30. I would say my success rate has probably been like 50%, which is better than it's been in the past, but that is how I'm trying to do that, okay? What about the why? Why am I trying to do this? So I'm trying to do this because I feel like I have a clearer head in the morning. Also, the nature of what I do as a songwriting coach, once 10 a.m. Eastern rolls around, sometimes even earlier than that, I start getting messages from my clients. I start getting messages from my team members, all of whom I absolutely adore. I start getting messages from people who are interested in working with me, random collaborations that I have, right? Basically, things start to really kick into gear typically like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., right? So the idea is to get up a little bit earlier so that I have this period where I can really dig into some super meaningful work. And for me, being a songwriter and being someone who also creates content and coaches, writing is kind of my meaningful work. That's the biggest reason, I would say, is to carve out that quiet time for me before messages start coming in and the day officially get started. So that's the how and the why of it all. 
let's talk about next steps that you can try if you want to implement this. Now, again, I want to preface this whole episode by saying I am just trying this for really the first time in a while. So I'm learning along the way, but I want to lay out some next steps that you can try that have so far (laughs) worked for me and also that I conceptually can kind of grasp onto, right? So first thing I would do is choose a time that's actually doable, right? So like for me, for example, 5 a.m., 4.30, that just seemed a, not doable, and B, just like unnecessary. If you work until 2 a.m. every single night, waking up at 6 probably isn't feasible, right? But if you start work at 4, typically, for example, if you're in the restaurant business or in food service, whatever it might be, think about, okay, what is the time that I can wake up, even if it's 30 minutes before I typically do, even if it's an hour before I typically do, what is the time that you can wake up that is reasonable and that makes sense. And then I would try to commit to that for two weeks, right? And that's what I'm in the middle of. I have not been successful every single day, I'll be honest, in these going to sleep times and these waking up times. But just the fact that I'm trying means that my success rate is higher than if I didn't have that intention behind it at all. Go into the idea of like, okay, you're not going to nail it every single night, especially if this is something that's challenging for you, like it is for me. But if you look at it through that lens, it'll probably be a lot easier. And also you won't get as discouraged. That's how you can try this. Those are some next steps you can take. Okay. The number two habit that I am trying to create in 2024 is reading novels and memoirs. How am I doing this? It's a combination of reading actual books, right? And then listening to books. If you have Audible or if your library has a catalog where you can listen to books, that can be great. For me, I travel to New York fairly often, right? Not a crazy amount, but fairly often. And from Vermont to New York, that's anywhere between a five to six hour drive, depending on where I'm going. To be able to use that time to consume a book through listening can be really cool, can be really helpful, right? And then also reading. And what I've been doing is, depending on the timing of when this is all happening, I've been getting the audio version as well as the actual book version of the book and going back and forth when it makes sense to. So that's how I'm doing it. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because when I reflect upon the last decade or more with songwriting and everything I've done with songwriting, I feel like I've gotten inspiration from a lot of different places and a lot of different forms of art. So when I was shooting music videos out in LA, I got super inspired by the artists that I was working with there, the film people I was working with there, graphic designers that I've worked with, been super inspired by them. So I'm just someone who gets inspiration from other forms of art because I think art is is the greatest thing, right? Whether it's songwriting or whatever, just art in general. So that's one reason. The other reason, the why of it all, is that from a personal standpoint, I would also like to write a book someday, right? I've had this coaching business for some time and the thought of being able to distill my teachings into a book one day, something that is super inspiring for me. And it's definitely something that is on my bucket list and on my to-do list. And then the third reason, which arguably is the reason that is most tied to songwriting itself, is because I think we can learn a lot from novelists and memoirists. Because in memoirs, as well as novels, and I guess books in general, but like specifically I'm talking about those two types of styles of writing, there's a lot of use of imagery, analogy, simile, and motif. All things that we use. Now, granted, it's a very different thing 
when you have a book, which is 300 or more pages, depending on the book, sometimes less, versus two to five minute song. But it's really interesting to see how these artists, how these authors utilize all of these things, imagery, analogy, simile, and motif. And I'll give you a couple of examples. So a couple books that I've read recently, one is Wild by Cheryl Strayed, which is a memoir, as well as Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner, also known as Japanese Breakfast, another memoir. And couple things that I've really noticed about both of those writers, aside from just being great writers in their own right, is their use of imagery and how detailed and specific and descriptive they are able to get with their language. And it's something that is really inspiring, really cool, and definitely is something that we can take as songwriters, we can look at and think to ourselves like, okay, how could this potentially be incorporated into songwriting? And Michelle Zahner, who is also known as Japanese Breakfast, that is her musical project, Japanese Breakfast. So it's really interesting to see her writing in her memoir, because when you take into consideration that she's also a songwriter, I just thought that was really interesting. And then the other thing that I found to be fascinating was their use of theme and motif, right? And so when we talk about theme and like main concept in songwriting, often we talk about different melodies that repeat or if we're speaking to the main concept, we talk about the chorus. And so without spoiling too much, both of these books that I'm talking about definitely have clear themes that are larger themes, as well as different motifs throughout the entirety of each of these books. In Wild, for example, by Cheryl Strayed, her backpack was this theme that she often came back to. That felt similar to a chorus, right? It was something that was familiar, brought up in different ways, and something that the audience could really latch onto. And then in Crying in H Mart, there's a lot of reference to food. And that definitely felt like a main theme throughout. And the way she goes back to food throughout the book is really interesting. And again, similar to how a songwriter might incorporate certain motifs in their songs. So that's the why. The next steps that I would recommend you take if this is something you want to try and implement is to pick a goal for an amount of books that you want to read this year. Think of something that is reasonable. Don't necessarily pick 100 books if it's been a struggle to read six, right? And again, I'm a very streaky reader. Like I've definitely gone like a year at a time with really without reading too much. Just think of a goal. For me, I picked 35. I'm a relatively fast reader, especially when I tie it into doing what I do. 35 is reasonable for me. I didn't want to go for the book a week thing that you see some people do. I know a couple other friends who are doing this with me. They're picking like a book a month, which I think is cool. So really depends on what your schedule is and everything else. And I would recommend maybe picking shorter books. Diversify the types of books that you read and then take note of these things that I'm talking about. Imagery, analogy, simile, motif, and hopefully just hearing this episode is going to make you think about these things as you do your own reading. Dear songwriter, we are now few weeks into 2024. So I want to invite you to the Songwriters Vault. It is a free community and free, really cool online space where I host free songwriting classes that are, again, free. You can connect with other songwriters in our Facebook group. Just a really cool and positive place. And so if you're looking to branch out in 2024, 
connect with some other people, connect with me, get some teaching from me beyond this podcast, join the vault, connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, frost, F-R-O-S-T.com, slash vault podcast, V-A-U-L-T podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I will see you in the vault. Let's get back to the episode. Number three, in terms of habits that I'm trying to create, this is an interesting one and kind of piggybacks off the whole books thing, but writing lyrics at the library. Okay, so how am I doing this? So basically, doing what I do working remotely, I've started to go to the library to get some of my work done. So I take my client calls and my team calls. I'll typically do that in my house where I'm currently recording this episode. But anytime I need to do some writing or content creation or songwriting or messaging, whatever it might be, I can go to the library and I can do that there. So I've been finding 30 minutes out of my time at the library to work on lyrics and specifically putting pencil to paper, right? I can also type. And there are times where I do type, especially if I've like finalized something or think that I finalized something, I'll put it into Google Docs. But that's essentially how I'll do it. I'll pick 30 minutes out of the time that I'm already at the library. Sometimes songwriting should feel like work and it's going to feel like work, right? And I think for me, when I put myself in an environment similar to like college, whenever I need to like focus and get something done, I would get out of the dorm room and where there were all sorts of distractions and I would go to the library, right? And I wasn't the greatest student, but I was able to be a little bit more focused there. And I was also just able to be kind of a product of my surroundings. Okay, I am locking in. And so personally in 2024, I want to treat songwriting similarly. Not only is it my job personally as a songwriter and a songwriting coach, but I also think that's how you ultimately turn ideas into finished songs, right? If your songwriting process is just solely based off inspiration, it might be a little bit challenging to actually finish songs. So if you can just light the bullet and be like, okay, this is work, that actually might lead to some good results. That is why I am personally doing it. Also, just fewer distractions at home. At home, I have the big TV in the living room and I have my cat and I definitely get distracted at times when I'm at home. And then just shaking up my process a little bit, going to a different place can be helpful for personally for my creativity. Okay, so the next steps that you can try, find or create a designated workspace and a lot, a certain amount of time each week to spend there, right? If you can carve out a certain space as well as the time to be like, okay, this is where I'm like writing lyrics or this is where I'm finishing songs, that could be helpful, right? And that's kind of what the library has been to me, at least in the beginning of 2024. Hopefully it stays that way, but that's what I would recommend. And again, this isn't about moving your home office, right? Or this isn't about driving 50 minutes just to spend an hour at a library if that's how far away it is. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. I just think try to find that space or create that space. And then number four, in terms of habits that I'm trying to create in 2024, is to document my songwriting process on social media. How am I doing this? I'm basically doing it in two places as it relates to social media. The podcast, I don't really count as social media. I'm talking about the actual platforms, okay? So number one is on Instagram, specifically through Instagram stories. And then the second place is threads, which if you're unfamiliar with threads, 
It's basically the competitor version of Twitter from Meta, right? So your Threads account is directly tied to your Instagram account. I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole in social media because I'm not interested at all in talking about that. But that's where I'm planning on documenting, okay? So specifically Instagram stories, what I've been doing is either straight up getting video footage of what I'm doing during my songwriting time, my songwriting sessions, whether it's by myself or with a co-writer. And then I'm also reflecting on those sessions. And I'm doing that either direct to camera, telling people what the session was, how it went, or in like text kind of bullet form, right? Which a lot of times for me is just easier because I can kind of just like list the things that happened and what's been going on. And then when it comes to threads, Literally any idea that I have related to a song, song idea or song that I'm already working on, or even my own coaching, my content, I'll just throw it on threads. I'll post it and I'm treating it like how I'm guessing some of you treat your notes app on your phone, right? I'm not like worrying about whether it's perfect. I'm not worrying about whether it should or shouldn't be posted. I'm just posting it. Why am I doing this? So when I do document my songwriting, I've been talking about what went well, talking about my struggles and talking about what I think my next steps are. And I think by sharing that, by documenting that, it just forces me to like actually think about it. Whereas if I didn't take that step to document it and share that with you all through Instagram stories, I might just not do it. And that might not lead me to having that clarity that I feel like I'm having as a result of going through these public reflections, right? It also helps me to educate others. Obviously, that's a big part of what I do. It helps me to build my audience because people really like that peek behind the curtain. Not everyone, some do. And then really the most important thing is I've learned the most through reflection and teaching. Anytime I feel like I really want to learn something, I'm sort of like, I feel like I need to get to a point where I can teach it. And then once I'm able to teach it, then I've really learned it. Maybe that's just more natural to me because I've been a teacher for a long time. But that's just always how I felt is that I've learned a lot through reflection as well as teaching. Some next steps, if this is something that you want to try, I would just start posting. I wouldn't overthink it. Post demos to SoundCloud. Start posting your Instagram stories. Direct to camera stuff. Tell people about what's been going on. Get vulnerable, tell people about your struggles, start posting lyric ideas to threads or Twitter or X or whatever it's called, and just stop worrying about people stealing your ideas. And I get it, and I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like if you have the opportunity to impact people through your documentation, through sharing, and then you yourself can get a lot out of it, it's worth whatever risk you're feeling like there is to put your ideas out there, right? We live in a very different world now. I would just lean into it, get rid of the excuses, and just start posting. Okay, a little bit of tough love to end that. Okay, so to recap, the four habits that I'm trying in 2024, I'm two weeks in, it's going okay so far. Again, a lot can go wrong. It's, it's the beginning of the year. I'm not celebrating myself yet. But number one is to write earlier in the day and just wake up earlier in the day. Number two, reading novels and memoirs. Number three, writing lyrics at the library. Number four, documenting my songwriting process on social media. There you go. Hopefully that's helpful. Shoot me a DM at Connor L. Frost if you decide 
to do any of these. It's going to be helpful for me if you tell me, because then I'll be like, all right, I got more people doing this. I better do it myself. So please feel free to reach out. Let me know if you're doing any of these. Let me know if any of these resonate with you uh, more so than others. Let me know if you think any of these are dumb. I'm open to that feedback as well. And thank you as always for being here. Happy writing. And I will talk to you next week.